My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to another episode, a special Saturday morning episode. I'm putting this show out Saturday because I wanted to get it out ahead of the NFL playoffs because I'm going to be talking about some of the guys who are in the playoffs this weekend. I therefore wanted to get this episode out ahead of it. This is five cards that I am buying big in 2020. I wanted to share this with you. We are in the new year and I'm about to tell you about five cards that I am investing in this year. I'm investing in right now because these are cards that I think have the opportunity to go up in the weeks ahead. And the three football cards that I'm going to tell you about are three guys who are playing today and tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Now, I may be I may be a total idiot to be posting this video Saturday morning because there is a possibility that the players I'm going to talk about, you know, could end up having bad games today and tomorrow and uh, get eliminated from the playoffs. So I am taking a chance putting this episode out right now, but I feel strongly enough about these three guys that I wanted to get the episode out ahead of their games in case you want to go online and try to pick up a couple of their cards before the games begin uh, so you can hopefully get a little bit of a better deal as once they win their games this weekend, their prices may creep up a little bit. Um, When I'm evaluating any sports card that I want to buy, one of the things that I always want to look at are the odds that that player's team is going to make the championship or potentially going to win a championship. I've talked about this in past episodes. Championships have a huge positive effect on the card prices of the players who were on the championship team. We saw a massive example of that in uh, the NBA this past year with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, His card prices went up over eight times over the course of the playoffs. An 800% increase in card prices, absolutely incredible. But of course, of course, that was a very special situation uh, where you know Kawhi was an underdog. People didn't expect Toronto to win, um, and uh, he you know outperformed everybody's expectations. So I don't expect that nearly that type of appreciation to happen with any of the guys I'm going to talk about today. But nonetheless, a championship run benefits card prices without a doubt. And so I want to talk about the three quarterbacks of the three teams that are the most likely teams to win the championship this year. And the latest Vegas odds as of this Saturday morning, right before the divisional championship game start, the Vegas odds have the Baltimore Ravens as the Super Bowl favorite at plus 200. So basically two to one are their odds. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are second at plus 290. So 2.9 to one are San Francisco's odds. And then Kansas City is closely behind the two of them at plus 325. So 3.25 to one, that's Kansas City's odds. Those three teams are the clear favorites because then when you drop down to Green Bay, they're plus 650. And once you get below Green Bay, all of the remaining teams are plus 1,100 or more. So they're all considered long shots. So what Vegas is telling us is that the three clear favorites for the Super Bowl are Baltimore, San Francisco, and Kansas City. And it just so happens that I think there's investment potential in the quarterbacks still 
on all three of their teams. You might be a little surprised to hear me say that because these, you know, these players, especially Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, they're no secret and their card prices have gone up a lot over the course of the last couple of years or this year in the case of Lamar. Um, so you might be a little surprised to hear me say that I still think there's investment potential there, but I really do. And let me explain. First of all, let me talk about my favorite investment of the three right now. And that is Patrick Mahomes. And here's why. Patrick Mahomes card prices over the last two seasons have absolutely been on fire. They've gone up and they've gone up and they've gone up. But Patrick Mahomes card prices went all the way up to in early October of this year, right before he got injured, his 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10 eclipsed $1,600. And there were a handful of those that sold for over $1,600. Then he got injured. He came back from the injury and his, his, his numbers have not been nearly as sexy. He's not been putting up these 400-yard passing games uh, that he was putting up at the beginning of the year and last year. So as a result, his card prices have, have sank and they have never recovered. That same card, the 2017 Prism uh, Silver PSA 10 that sold for over $1,600 back in October, uh, most recently sold on an eBay auction for $653. So it is down almost $1,000 from what its peak was. And that's actually why I love this card so much. Because collectors and investors have already told us that they are willing to pay $1,600 for this card if Patrick Mahomes is hot. So all it's going to take is him to get hot again for him to build back up that momentum and his card prices will start to push back towards that number. Will they ever get a $1,600 again? I don't know for sure, but I do firmly believe that there is the opportunity for them to go above the current levels and for them to provide a really nice investment for people who get in right now when his cards are probably selling you know, in the $700 or so range. This is the, again, the 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10. And I recognize that's an expensive card. If you don't have $700 to put on a card, you could get a PSA 9 for significantly less, or you could get a BGS 9.5 or even a BGS 9, or you could get a raw version of the card. Now, keep in mind, if you buy a raw card of an expensive card that has been out on the market for a while, like this one has, the raw card probably has some challenges. It probably has not either not the greatest surface, maybe some surface scratches, or maybe some edge problems. If it was a perfect gem mint card, uh, it probably would have already been graded. It may also, by the way, centering is a big deal with all prism cards. So it may be off center and that may be, you know, what you find with a raw card, but that doesn't mean it can't still be valuable. If you're going to buy a raw card, I would just say, Try to buy the one that you can find that's in the best condition possible. Uh, but if you don't want to pay the prices for graded, you could buy raw. If you are willing to invest, then I would always go for the PSA 10. That, in my opinion, is going to be your best investment. So I like Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are a really good team that are going to be relevant for quite some time. So even if he cannot get past Lamar Jackson this year... Uh, you may not see his card prices in that case go up much this season, but I think as we get into next season, if the Chiefs come out hot again, if he comes out hot, there's the opportunity for his prices to start to push again. Um, I also like Lamar Jackson. Now, unlike Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's card prices have gone up and up and up and up and up, and they have never come down. In fact, just to illustrate this, his 2018 
Prism Silver PSA 10. You could have bought that card over the summer, back in May. You could have bought that card for less than $150. Today, that card is selling for around $1,800. Think about that. You could have bought Lamar Jackson this summer for 150 bucks, and today it's worth 1,800 bucks. I'm sure you, very much like me, wish that we had bought up a bunch of Lamar Jackson cards this summer. But I still think there's a little bit of opportunity. Now, with Lamar Jackson, it is going to take a Super Bowl win. In my opinion, it will take a Super Bowl win for us to see his cards push further up because they're already fairly high right now. But Vegas has them as the odds on favor to win the Super Bowl. And Vegas often predicts these things correctly. The Vegas odds are often pretty good predictors of what's actually going to happen in sports. So... I like Lamar Jackson. Um, if you don't want to shell out the 1800 bucks for his Prism Silver PSA 10, you could shell out the about the $450 that it would take to get his 2018 Prism Base PSA 10. Unlike, by the way, when Lamar Jackson was a rookie in 2017, Prism only made silver cards. Whereas in 2018, they started making base cards and silver cards, just like they've always done with basketball. Um, so uh, that's why you can get a Lamar Jackson base card in Prism, but you cannot get a Patrick Mahomes base card in Prism. So a little interesting fact there. Uh, but Lamar Jackson's 2018 Prism base PSA 10 is uh, going to be about 450 bucks. And of course, if you want a less expensive option, you could go PSA 9, you could go BGS 9.5, or you could go raw for Lamar Jackson. Now let's talk about the third guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo actually has an easier path to the Super Bowl than Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes do because uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes may have to play each other in the conference championship game, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo got actually a big boost by the fact that the Saints were surprisingly eliminated uh, last week in the playoffs. So Jimmy Garoppolo has the easier of the path to get to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo's card prices are also so inexpensive. I mean, people, he has not gotten any love from collectors or investors. And I think that that will change if he wins the Super Bowl. If Jimmy Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl, he is going to start to get some love. And I think you're going to see his card prices finally start to rise to the levels that they should be, which is well above the levels they are today. All of his cards are sub 100 bucks. His 2014 Topps Chrome Refractor, which is a, a fairly rare card in PSA 10, it's, it's less than 100 bucks, just under 100 bucks. That card last sold, last sold at eBay auction for 89 bucks. And you can get that card in a BGS 9.5 for $53. You could get his Topps Base or a non-refractor version of Topps Chrome for less expensive than that. Um, and so I like Jimmy Garoppolo. And another thing I like about him is San Francisco is a solid team that is gonna be relevant for quite some time. Uh, they, you know, it, they have a great defense. They've got a great front office. They've got a great young head coach. I think you're going to see San Francisco make deep playoff runs several years into the future. And that bars well for Jimmy Garoppolo's card prices, you know, card price potential. So I like the idea of getting in on him now before he makes his first Super Bowl appearance, because I think there probably will come a time when we see Jimmy Garoppolo in at least one Super Bowl, if not multiple Super Bowls, whether that's this year, which is pretty likely it will be, or future years. 
Now let's turn our attention to basketball. I want to give you two basketball players that I am buying big this year, buying big right now in 2020. I'm going to give you a current guy. I'm going to give you a young rookie, and I'm going to give you an older veteran player who you really, really need to be thinking about. So the rookie Ja Morant. Now, everybody knows Ja Morant is the hottest rookie right now. Well, maybe until at least Zion returns. Um, he's been playing absolutely outstanding this season. And what's interesting is ha- as every week of this season has gone on, Ja Morant's odds of winning the rookie of the year have gone up and up and up. And currently the Vegas odds for Ja Morant to win rookie of the year, he is minus 250, which means he is he is 2.5 to 1. He is an extreme favorite because the next person, believe it or not, is Zion. Zion is number two, according to Vegas, in chance of winning rookie of the year, and Zion is plus 800. Uh, Ja is minus 250. Zion is plus 800. So, um, so Ja is actually one to 2.5, whereas Zion is eight to one. I think I said that wrong earlier when I was saying, saying Ja's odds. Anyway, what it means is that Ja is going to win the rookie of the year. That's what it means. Ja is going to win the rookie of the year. Now, what's interesting, I'm going to give you a hot little tip here about Ja Morant's card prices. So right now there's there's very few graded cards for for John Moran on the market because obviously he's a brand new rookie and the sets that you want to collect like Prism just recently came out on the market. So there hasn't been enough time for a lot of the graded cards to come back from the grading services yet. So right now most people are buying raw cards. Here's what I find really interesting. You can get a 2019 Prism base card raw of John Morant for less than $20. And that's, that's a, by the way, a really good condition, centered, could potentially grade as a PSA 10, sharp edges, sharp corners, good looking card, less than $20 for base. Silver, about $350 for a really good looking sharp uh, card uh, of his in silver. That means that his base is about 17 times less than his silver. That is out of line. If you go back and you look at the previous year, if we look at like a Luca, Luca's silver cards are about seven times more than his base cards. Ja's silver cards are about 17 times more than his base cards. So Luca's silver's 7x, Ja's silver's 17x. What that tells me is there is a possibility that Jaws base cards are severely underpriced right now compared to his silver cards. Now, when we see this type of phenomenon exist in the marketplace, there's potentially other explanations for it. It's possible that the silver cards are more rare this year. Maybe they're harder to pull. And that's why the silver cards, the marketplace has told us the silver cards are more valuable, that much more valuable than the base cards. That's a possibility we don't, of course, Panini never releases print runs, so we'll never know for sure uh, how uh, you know more difficult the silver cards could be this year, uh, but that's a possibility. Another possibility is that the cards are simply harder to find in great condition this year, cards that might grade out as like a PSA 10. That is also a possibility. In fact, that is likely true. It seems that with this year's Prism release, getting perfect condition cards is a little bit more tough than it was last year. 
However, it's also possible that the reason this phenomenon is occurring is because people are all chasing the silver cards right now. And it is therefore possible that people are kind of ignoring the base cards and that the market has placed this premium on the silver cards because everybody's chasing them at the moment. And the base cards are being sold in big lots. At the, and, and this is when they would be sold in big lots because everyone's just ripped a bunch of prism and there are tons and tons of cards out in the marketplace. And so there's a ton of supply right now and people are chasing the silver, they're not chasing the base. Uh, or at least they're not chasing the base to the same degree as the supply. It's a demand and supply thing where I believe that there is that there is more supply of base than there is likely demand at this point in time. So the base prices are not as strong, whereas there's not as much supply of silver and there's more demand. I think that this will begin to change over time. My point here is that I actually think Ja Morant's base cards are a better value than his silver cards. And I do believe in the fact that people are chasing his silvers a little too much right now and people are ignoring his bases a little bit too much right now. And yes, there could be other explanations for this, as I said, and some of those things may be true, but even so, the fact that you can pick up his base cards in really good condition for less than 20 bucks, I think that that is a really good thing to be buying and I'd be buying a lot of them up because he's going to win rookie of the year. You're going to want to send those things off for grading, get ones that look like they're gradable, send them off for grading. You can, by the way, 12 bucks to send them off to PSA for grading. If you go through my friend, Joe Davis at gotbaseballcards.com. And if you send him more than more than 25 cards at a time, 12 bucks and he'll get him back to you. Uh, the PSA turnaround for him is 45 business days. So you can get him back, you can send him off now, and you can actually, if you send him off right now, you can actually get him back probably before the end of the season. Uh, but you can certainly have him back for next year. And what I would do is I would buy up his base cards. I would you know, make sure that they look really good, like they're gonna grade his PSA 10. I would send them off for grading, and then I would hold on to him until next year. And I would hope that he has a hot start to next year, much like Luca had a hot start to this season. Because what we saw with Luca's card prices is they were great last year, but then when he started this season and he went on a tear at the beginning of this season, his cards went up three to four times over the four, uh, over the course of the first couple of months of this season. Could Ja do the same thing next season? And, you know, maybe Ja is, you know, not as grandiose as Luca. Luca is kind of a generational player. So he made Luca, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say that Ja is as good as Luca, but I do think the phenomenon could exist that Ja could be hot at the start of next season. His card prices could go up and up. So that is the strategy I would take. Buy the base, get it graded, hold on, sell next season. And just as a reference point, Luca's base cards right now, his PSA 10 base cards are selling for a little bit over 200 bucks. And his uh, his PSA 9's base cards are selling for about 85 bucks. Jaws less than 20, pay 12 bucks to get it graded. You're now about 30, 30, $35 into the card. Maybe include some shipping in there to send them to Joe and get them back from Joe at gotbaseballcards.com. Maybe you're 40 bucks in, not even that, but let's say you're 40 bucks in to one of his base cards to get it back graded. Even if it comes back at PSA 9, there's still opportunity, in my opinion, for you to probably get out of that and get your money back. If it comes back PSA 10, I think you're going to be making money on that card. I mean, comparing, I know he's not Luca, but comparing his card prices to where Luca's are and how, how big of a difference that is when you look at what his cards are raw and what they could potentially grade at, 
I think Ja Morant is a good investment right now, uh, but specifically his base cards. Um, the final guy I'm going to mention. This is this is a uh, this is an important guy. So, the basketball card market in general has gone crazy this year, and it, it, the 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 rising tides have lifted most players. So whether it's rookies or second year or third year or veterans who've been in the league for a while, most almost all of the players' card prices have seen, you know, all of the notable players who have been doing well have seen inflation over the course of this season. For example, LeBron, uh, in May, you could have picked up LeBron's 2003 Topps Chrome PSA 10 for about a thousand bucks. That card today is selling, You would, that same card is selling for over $2,300. So again, LeBron, thousand dollars in May, $2,300 today. Kevin Durant, his 2007 Topps Chrome PSA 10 rookie card in May, $500. Today, $475. So while the entire basketball marketplace has gone up, everyone in the world has forgotten about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, of course, is out for this season with an injury. He's not playing. He's not in the spotlight. He's not in the news. People are not talking about Kevin Durant. And as a result, investors and collectors have forgotten about Kevin Durant. I think there is investment potential in Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is an all-time great. Kevin Durant is one of these players that, that could go down as one of the top 10 players in NBA history. He is four years younger than LeBron James. He's only 31 years old. Kevin Durant has championships left in him. And whether those championships will come with Brooklyn, where he gets to pair up with Kyrie and they should have a really exciting team next season, or whether there's, those championships come somewhere else where he goes in free agency. And, and, and he has shown, by the way, we have seen that Kevin Durant is willing to leave his team and go to another team if he thinks it is going to get him closer to a championship ring. So we know that Kevin Durant wants championship rings and that for card investors is a really good thing. You want the guy who is willing to go in a free agency and hop between teams until he finds his way into a championship ring. You want to invest in that guy because the championship ring is going to help him. And I really like the fact that people have forgotten about Kevin Durant. His card prices have done nothing uh, over the past year. Um, in fact, they've sagged a little bit. And I think now is a great time to get on him while nobody's thinking about him. And I think as, as there's a run up to next season and next season starts and he's back in the spotlight and they're talking about him on SportsCenter again and he starts to get all this publicity surrounding his comeback and then when he has his first 30 point night and then when he has his first 40 point night uh it's going to be leading sports center next year and guess what his car prices are going to do they're going to go up so might as well get in on him now while he is cheap i think there's a good opportunity for kevin durant those are five guys i am buying big right now for 2020 i didn't mention any baseball guys but there's some baseball guys i am buying big as well but I'm saving that for another episode. We're going to do a, a baseball preseason episode uh, in a few weeks, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the baseball guys I am buying there. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, there's a couple of things I'm going to ask you to do. The first thing is I want you to check out Dynasty Case Breaks, Dynasty Breaks. Um, I've gotten to know the owner, Dane, a little bit. We've talked back and forth a few times. He's a super great guy. I've checked out their channel. I've checked out their breaks. 
They're doing some really cool stuff and I know that they're gonna take great care of you. And they're doing an offer right now where if you go to Dynasty Breaks, if you go to their website and sign up as a for an, for an account on their website, you get an automatic $5 credit that you can use on your first break. So if you wanna take, if you wanna be part of a card break, go check out Dynasty Breaks. The second thing uh, that I'm gonna say is go, we've got some cool new articles on sportscardinvestor.com that have been posted since the, the first of the year. We've got um, how to use your card capital efficiently. We've got three myths of sports card investing debunked. And we've got investment strategies in sports cards learned from silver stacking. That's an interesting one. Go to sportscardinvestor.com to check those articles out. Folks, this is going to be my only episode for the week because I am, again, continuing to work hard on the membership program and the data and analytics tool that is going to change the hobby. It's going to change the way we look at the hobby and all of the data we look at on this show. I'm extremely excited to bring that tool to you. All of that is coming your way at the end of January. So stay tuned. But as a result, I'm only doing one of these shows a week during January. So I have some more time to concentrate on getting all of those things ready. Um, So I will see you back uh, Sunday of next weekend for my next show. Until then, enjoy the NFL playoffs. Enjoy the NBA season. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Take care.